Hey gang, how are we? Welcome back to another episode. Before I share my conversation, which I'm super excited about as always, I just wanted to tell you that the doors to my four week group program, T, also known as the e-commerce accelerator, the doors are now open and they will close on the 31st of March. It's a four week program where we take one thing at a time and throughout the four weeks we work through a overly simplified funnel that doesn't just talk about marketing and promoting your products on Instagram but about all of the different messages and communications and things that we can do to move people from being a complete stranger to turning them into a paying customer and a raving fan that keeps coming back for more every single time. So if you are interested in that, then head over to my website, slornascully.com and you will find all of the information that you need there. And today's episode, I'm sharing a conversation that I had with the lovely Marky Reads. And I asked Marky to come and give her opinion and share her tips and tricks and all of that kind of stuff with us, purely because she stood out to me. She's on a bit of a mission to help the small local businesses, the ones that have probably felt the biggest hit throughout the last 12 months. They likely have, you know, some sort of location, whether that's a shop or a showroom, And it all started, which I found really, really interesting. It all started because Marky was actually looking for a job in her local area, which is quite local to me, and she couldn't find these people online. So she has made it her mission, her challenge, to help those companies get more visible online, be seen, and, you know, just be more successful in the online space. So, without further ado, here is my conversation with the lovely Marky. I hope you find it useful and as always if you do enjoy it, if you do find it of use then please do share it on your social channels. Make sure you tag me, I'm at Lorna Scully UK and I will share every single one of them. Enjoy! Cool, hello Margie, how are you? I'm good thank you, how are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you. A little under the weather, but, you know, we'll try and... <laughs> Let's see if we can hold out my voice for this next, however long this takes. I'll do more of the talking. <laughs> Thanks so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> cool. So, before we jump into the episode and the conversation, I like to challenge all of my guests. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I should be in Hogwarts with, like, a really long beard, like, <laughs> Um, I like to give my guests a bit of a challenge to introduce themselves as a person rather than as a business in 30 seconds or less. I do have a stopwatch and all that I ask is if you go over the 30 seconds that you make a small donation to the charity Mind. Do you think you can do it in 30 seconds or less? Uh, I'm going to give it a go but because it's Mind you just don't worry about it do you? It doesn't (laughs) matter does it? It's not Cool. So you ready? Mm-hmm. Go. Uh, so I am Marky Reads, founder of Digital Reads. Um, I help business owners um, who have established business who want to move the online or use social media to promote what they do. Um, I have a background in the construction industry. So I was in construction for 11 years, doing everything from um, bidding, business development, marketing, um, 
branding, um, innovation, and strategy. Um, so a, a little bit of everything. And um, through my time there, I, you know, really promoted like remote working um, and digital tools and experience and all that wonderful stuff. But um, I, I quickly saw that a big business really struggles with adapting to change. Um, the speed of change, you know, the processes and things like that for big business really hold them back. So I really wanted to work with smaller businesses. Um, so when I saw the opportunity to take redundancy, um, I did <laughs> and started a new, uh, you know, career change and a, a new direction in my life. Um, I actually I felt like I was kind of pushed to doing what I'm doing now with all the skills and knowledge that I've got. Actually, it became very obvious that small businesses just aren't visible online, especially local businesses to me. So even, you know, trying to work for them and be interviewed for them, they just weren't visible. So I kind of found that that was my calling. Um, and as soon as I started, I had clients straight away, people that wanted to work with me, and it's just kind of taken off. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> How long do you think that was? I have no idea. I felt like I was really panicked then. I was like, oh my God, I don't know the words. <laughs> you do. You get like you go into like this panic of like, I've forgotten how to talk. Like, yeah, I don't I know. remember the word brand. <laughs> so that was one minute and 38 seconds. I need to practice. <laughs> don't worry about it. I did mine the other day and mine was one minute 11. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm not a concise person at all. No, I, I don't like, think I am. <laughs> I like a I like a ramble. I like to explain myself. Um, cool. So where do we start? <laughs> Let's start with the fact that you've spent so long in construction. It's quite yeah. construction is such a male dominated area. So how did you find that? Uh, so kind of accidentally, I'm one of those people that accidentally. Um, found themselves in the construction industry it happens more often than you think um we tend to think of construction as you know just people out on site but actually i was at head office and you've you've got you know everybody there from graphic designers marketers um you know you've got the engineers as well but you've got everybody else that makes the business run you know you've got your administrators you've got your legal teams you know procurement people you've got kind of the full plethora of every you know occupation you can think of within one industry um so yeah i think i my friend a family friend got me a job there she was like come and join this i'm doing this come and join in and i did and i it kind of stuck really <laughs> it's always the way though isn't it it's always so funny when you when i talk to people and i we always talk about their first job like so many people now say to me like how how are you in marketing and i'm like um pass I just kind of fell into it and it's just kind of stuck like mm. it's just it just kind of happens doesn't it and I think even like my friends that went to uni and have got degrees and all of that kind of stuff like they'll just fall into a job and it just kind of sticks regardless yeah. of whether it relates to their degree or not <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly I mean I, I I had done sort of I did like a year in recruitment and um another one like for a courier company before that so kind of custom service you know people interactions the admin side I've always kind of I think just anything with computer like when you when you're starting and you're you know oh you're 18 you can use a computer right so that's how, kind of how I fell into it really I could use a computer I could do things on you know word very quickly that's usually the skill set you need when you start out 
Isn't that the truth? That's just brought me flashbacks of my mum sitting in an office going, you can do this. It's on a computer. Um, Quickly move on, move on. Uh, (laughs) And so how kind of what was the transition between corporates? I've done the same transition. So I totally get it. But what was, you know, when redundancy came up and you kind of went, actually, now I'm going to go help the small guy. Like, what was that thought process? Why why did that happen? So it was quite a long kind of process so I had um I'd I'd been in the kind of same kind of role as much as I did various things um I'd been in the same role for a long long period of time and I actually just a comment in the innovation department um which was a bit more strategic it was a bit more high level we created you know a brand and internal comms you know platform and everything from scratch um which is where I got into kind of community management like we use Yammer at the time which is I mean I think it's integrated into teams now but it was Microsoft's version of Facebook groups basically and we built a community connecting people across the business which doesn't happen if you're a really big business you you talk to the people you need to and no one else so you know which is mind-boggling that the fact that you're spending you know thousands of pounds to um problem solve in one area and you're not sharing that information with other people in the same business as you like it just got a bit crazy so we implemented this strategy and it was amazing for me because I for the first time really had this autonomy in a role like it was me and the director um, and the director is a great friend of mine um, he's you know we, we still talk all the time um, he's a now and again client of mine because uh, he's gone off and, and done several businesses now um, but he really had you know belief in the generations that were coming uh, you know after him and he really kind of enabled me to see things differently he was like you know I mean I think he's got a crystal ball because he the things he says and, and thinks are scary but he was saying you know the, the whole new world is coming and you've got to be ready and he really kind of pushed me into a leadership role where I started mm-hmm. to challenge the things in a big business see these things that were different we started working with smaller businesses like disruptors basically who you know one man bands who would create an app or something that was going to change the industry um, and we were trying to get them into our business we're trying to ingrain it in the industry and share all these amazing things you know I think about you know 18 months two years was my world and uh, it just completely changed the trajectory of my life and you know like I, I, I can't you know say enough about it because it's so impactful to me of like you know this this world is changing right this is this is pre-covid this is this is us saying why can't people work from home why people can't work why can't people work in coffee shops why can't we have a fully automated site where people don't have to travel in the country and all these kind of you know things that we think of or thinking that one day will be completely normal because we're being pushed into it and I was like we you know I was seeing more and more that a big business just couldn't manage it very well it really struggled to kind of get through the red tape and you know be considerate of uh, people and procedures and all those kind of things to make that change um so I I said you know it's small businesses that are really going to win on this because they haven't got to compete with the big guys they just got to outlast them because I think that's the thing isn't it though because they just operate in such different ways Mm -hmm. I think seeing it personally from moving from corporates like you just literally just said red tape that just gives me insane flashbacks because it's almost like there was so much red tape there was so much if you want to do this you need to get this person sign off and then it needs to go to this person and then it needs to and I don't think small a lot of small businesses appreciate what or 
you know, it's never kind of front of mind that actually they're in a better position that they don't have that kind of stuff because mm. as small businesses, we can change things, we can adapt so incredibly quickly. And yes, all right, COVID pandemic, it's a shitstorm. And yes, so many businesses have lost out on it and all of that kind of stuff. And honest to God, like it's been such a hard time for mm-hmm. so many small businesses, but being able to be that adaptable I think long term, bigger businesses are going to have a much bigger impact on their bottom line because they they can't turn things around that quickly. They can't just make a snap decision and decide to that famous word pivot within you know the next two days. They have mm. to plan things out. Things have to be signed off. All of that crap, and mm. I genuinely don't miss it. Mm. No, and it will be their downfall. Um. Just just because, you know, the last, you know, 10 years are not going to be like the next. Everything is speeding up. So, you know, when are you going to get to grips with those kind of things? And it will, you know, the small businesses, think about the small businesses that are are still around now. They've adapted to survive. That's it. And that's all you need to do at a base level. Um, You know, yeah, it was, it's really difficult. I, I, I get it from both perspectives, but I really felt pushed into, I really want to help these people because they, I think small businesses get into this illusion that big businesses are, oh, well, they've got all these people and they've got all this money and they can do all these things. They don't, and they don't use anything that they've got effectively. I mean, it's just from my personal experience. Obviously, some big businesses are really good and have that great balance of being adaptable. Um, you know, especially in marketing as well. If you think about, you know, the viral trends and things that go on, you have to be quick. You cannot wait a week to check with the CEO or the stockholders if you can get involved in a viral tweet. It's just not going to work, yeah, is it? The best example has got to be the baked beans and the Weetabix, isn't it? Right? When there, were some, there were definitely some social media managers that were sat there waiting for sign-off to reply to that tweet mm-hmm. when some, you know, big companies, Audis, social media team, uh, spec savers, all of them, they were just straight on it. And they're obviously given, like, carte blanche to just go and... Mm-hmm. You just go and do what you do best. Whereas some businesses don't act like that. You do have to get sign off. Yeah. And how many missed opportunities are you going to have before you completely fail? Mm. So, yeah, <laughs> I kind of got to the point where it was a real struggle for me. Um, the business was changing massively. The work that we had done, um, just it just wasn't the same as it was. So we had a management change, you know, trajectory change for the whole brand. I was like, I, I just felt like actually I was being, um, call it the universe if you woo, or just you know coincidence if it's not that that you know I was be, I, I was given this opportunity to to do this amazing role, and then I was being given this opportunity to get out and impact, you know, t- you know take what I've learned and, and go and do some impact. So for me, like I wasn't intending on leaving a big business and going and starting up my small business. I wanted to go and work for small businesses, but I just couldn't, <laughs> couldn't find them to go and work for them. So it just made like a really big, obvious problem. In okay, front of that's interesting. So you actually couldn't find them to be able to go and work for them anyway. Because yeah. actually what's, what's interesting, and I should probably note, is that we're actually quite local to each other. Yes. I actually went to I college think- in Peterborough. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was my home for like two years. <laughs> Uh, just like to cut, I don't live in Peterborough. <laughs> but you would have had to have dri- driven past my village to get there, I would have thought. So, um, so that's interesting. Based? 
I'm Sochi, yeah. I've got, I, yeah, I've got like friends that lives in Sochi. I did stay in Sochi a few times because it was nearer the college. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's interesting. So you couldn't find local companies that to be able to apply for a job in the first place. So let's talk about that. Like, why? Yeah. What was it? Was it the fact that they didn't have a website? Was it the fact that they didn't have social presence? Was it both? And it's still kind of the case. So I did the usual thing. You know, I've been on LinkedIn. You know for a really long time so kind of ramped up what I was doing there and I you know even though I wasn't working I got up every day I got dressed I promised Claire who I used to work with she's like don't regress make sure you get dressed every day so I do I always I always have and I always pay homage to Claire um but but you know I did get up every day and I put my laptop on and I would sit in front of it and do something productive even though I had redundancy money I could you know for me I was effectively taking the summer off to kind of get some headspace but I want you know you've got to have a job right so I was trying to yeah find these local businesses um normal you know recruitment agency monster and all those kind of online things you know you you blanket CV and stuff like that but the few that I had because I wanted to I wanted to be able to walk to work that was my thing um my husband and I share a car it's a pain in the ass <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to walk to work. Like that's going to be. I wanted to change, and I, I wanted to change as many things as I could within my control. So I said, right, I'm going to walk to work. Um, and I think a couple of, or three or four, no, what did I have? Three interviews that I went to. There were local businesses, and in my head, I already already had this thing about social media. They need to be on yep. social media. I'm getting, I, I like from coming from the, like the community management and branding and marketing side, I really loved that. I really enjoyed that. And I felt that that's something I could give to a new business as a skill set. Um, but yeah, the interviews that I went to, like I couldn't find anything. It didn't seem to exist online. One of the businesses, and I, I kind of hate saying they're going to bring me up on it one day, but they're a flooring company, but they had a motorbike on their website. Okay. They still have a motorbike on their website and they think it's quite funny and cute, but I just. <laughs> just what? don't get it. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah, something for a motorbike showroom or something, but I don't know. It. Um. So I was like, oh, I can help you with this, and the more I kind of talked about it, the more I thought, I know quite a lot. Oh, this is quite cool. Like I kind of surprised myself when you're in your own vacuum with people who, you know, are doing similar things to you. You don't really notice, and then you talk to people who have no interest or no clue about it. You're like, oh, I know quite a bit. Yep. Um, so yeah, I just, <laughs> yeah, I just continued like learning, um, and I never, I never stopped, you know, learning. And um, yeah, so it just kept coming back to me of like, they're not visible. You can't find them. So how are they recruiting? You know, you can't find them. And I'm, I think I'm pretty good at googling and having a look, and I couldn't find them. And then the final straw for me was so I was like, right, I'm going to set up a little office. Here we are in the tidiest corner of this room. Um, but there used to be a spare bed in here. It's our spare room. I was like, right, that needs to go. And I couldn't find a man with a van to take it away from me. What? And That's I was like, crazy. This must I've seen this. I've seen this so many times on Facebook and things like this. Why yeah. can't I find someone? Well, you, you never can when you need it. Um, I eventually found someone like in the next town and it was fine. He was like, oh, did you not want to look at this person? I was like, I don't know who that is. It's like, well, they're, they're in this town. They're, no, they're more local to you than I am. I was like, oh, I couldn't find them online. So for me, I was just like, right, you, you've got to do it. You've got to take on this challenge because, you know, I'm not the only person that's looking for something and can't find it. Mm. So it's going to be 
everybody trying to do that. And this is a big problem. Um, you know, I, I, I like, I don't know if you've watched Mary Portis with her program that she did, where she's like trying to save the high street. I think we all have a responsibility to try and do that, but it's really difficult when the small businesses don't help themselves <laughs> um, and make themselves so how So how would you say that, you know, you've kind of started that climb up Everest, if you like, because that's what it sounds <laughs> like right now. <laughs> it's very fun. I love a challenge. <laughs> um, I kind of, so when I started, I was just like, well, I'm going to, I don't know throw it out there to my network and say, oh, I'm thinking about doing social media. And I, I had three clients straight away in my network, so three of my friends who said, oh, you can help me with my social media. One was a brand new business where they just wanted someone to, um, you know, create brand awareness and support their LinkedIn page. Um, someone was a more established startup business that needed some support with running all their channels to free them up to do other things and then someone else was just putting more of the strategic side um as they were starting their business so i kind of got thrown in at the deep end um sometimes um, that's the best way there was not that really it was it's you know it seemed to work you know I'm, i've still got one of those clients um one of them was an events business so unfortunately that's kind of paused um so it's kind of worked and it's kind of just grown from there really and it's been more about um an exploration into the challenge. Um, I was really lucky that um, I did get a part-time job uh, working for my ideal client, basically. So over sort of, um, I'll say Christmas, it was like six months around that time where I worked in a small retailer, one-man band. Um, it was his shop selling beer and cheese, which is nice. Um, great little shop, but he did everything. And he's the kind of person that I want to help. So I got to experience firsthand what the real challenges are and how they really think. Um, and it was great because it was down, down a little sort of news of other businesses who were one-man bands with the same issues. And they all had different perspectives about promoting online. Bear in mind, this is 2019. So before we realise how important all this is, um, you know, opinions have changed a lot. And it's really interesting to have seen them all grow yeah through this period so what what would you say are the biggest challenges for kind of the one-man band that might have a physical store or you know we are focusing predominantly on locals that don't have an online presence what what are their challenges why are they not doing it why can they not make that leap so i think there's there's quite a few different um aspects to it I think that you know the big one is around the fear of it what does it really mean does it mean that I can't have a, a physical store does it mean I you know I'm not techie enough I, I don't know if I can do it um will people be negative I don't know how to manage that as well as you know the obvious things of time constraints and you know they've got to learn and implement and continuously develop through it um there's so many different aspects to it which is which is great if you're looking at it from the perspective of a challenge area and different things to help different people. But when you are stuck in it, that transition can feel really hard and really overwhelming. Um, and I think there's a big mindset um, issue around it. Yeah, that's so true. And I think like when I think about the smaller businesses, probably a bit further north than you, but still kind of in the same area. Yeah, you're right. Like I think it is 
you know, people will either see that they don't have the money to outsource it, they don't have the time to do this, that, and social media as well, or, you know, building a website, I can't do that. And you're right, it's it's kind of a mind thing, isn't it? So for anybody that's listening to this that might be in that position, what kind of advice would you give them for kind of trying to get over that, I guess? Like, where can they start? Um, so I like to say to people, you need to understand what your goals or intentions are with going online. So I think people think, oh, they've got to be on all the platforms and do all the things and put all this time and energy into it. But actually, you, you, you might not. You've got to understand what you're doing there. Why are you there? What is it that you're trying to achieve? Um, I think starting with, you know, an understanding of who you're trying to get to. So who's your ideal client or customer, which when you've had a bricks and mortar store, is a is kind of a, a big transition because you just well anyone who walks through the door that's your customer yeah. you don't yeah. have to think about it in terms of standing out amongst the hundreds of other businesses that are exactly like you or tailoring your language to speak directly to someone that you haven't met yet you know when you're in your shop people will come in you can kind of you can read them right you can understand you know whether you can banter with them or whether they need a little bit more information because you know you've got them in front of you online it feels completely different because you're you know you're trying to enchant people that you you know you can't see so it can feel really overwhelming but starting with those basics of who you know what's your goal and who you're trying to connect to um i think are fundamental because you can then put you can prioritize your time because you're going to be intentional with what what you're trying to do so if you're going to just be on one platform what are you going to do there is it brand awareness are you just trying to get people to know that you exist are you trying to build a community um of, of fans like i like to say community of fans because it's not just about customers it's yeah. about people that act as ambassadors and will tell everybody about you and are just part of what you're kind of trying to create as well but there's lots of different things it's just understanding i think having a good understanding of your business and what's the next step for you Yeah, and I guess I think some of the conversations I've had more recently, obviously, the current climate that we're living in, and especially we're talking about local businesses that have probably got a premises of some kind, it kind of feels like a lot of people are in a bit of a panic state. And, you know, everyone's situation is different with government help and all of that kind of stuff. But I would probably, I don't like to assume, we should never assume, we should never assume, Lorna. I have to tell myself this all the time. Um, I would probably assume that a lot of people are like, well, I'd want to be online now because there isn't any other option. And that's, you know, if I'm going to keep my business alive, it's to make sales. Mm. So how does somebody go from, one thing I probably didn't warn you about is I like to play devil's advocate a little bit. So (laughs) I apologize. Um, How does somebody go from, never have been online before having a bricks and mortar to having to go online because there is no other physical option mm-hmm. when the world isn't allowed outside their house and you know how do they do that and do it in the right way obviously you mentioned about kind of picking one platform and knowing your audience and all of that kind of stuff which I've talked about a lot on this podcast with other guests but in terms of I think you've you've made a really valid point with, you know, they generally probably see their customer as anybody that walks through the door. How do you take that 
and say, well, actually, no, I just want to kind of target this person. And this is where they hang out. And, you know, I need to drive sales because that's what's keeping my business alive during a pandemic. How do they start with that defining who the hell they want to be talking to? See, I kind of think they probably have an inkling from their customer base already that exists. Yeah. Having a, you know, an overview of, right, you know, maybe an average age or, you know, (laughs) <laughs> that kind of thing, occupation, or, or even sign of, you know, wealth bracket, depending on what your product is. Um, but what are those core things that you solve for them? So I think this can be difficult when someone has like a million, you know, lines of products, you know, where do you start? Um, and I kind of say, well, you know, what's one going to be your most popular product or your hard hitters, you know, things that are really going to make an impact in your business, you know, maybe the most expensive or the ones that are easier to procure. What are those things that you are going to talk about? What are you an expert in? Mm-hmm. Um, when I worked at the you know, beer and cheese shop, he was an expert in Belgian beer. And it's like, I think that's what I've got. I think I, that's what I've got in the back of my brain. I'm like, okay, how does the, how does the beer and cheese guy apply this? <laughs> like, how does he go? Okay. I'm so used to Jane from down the street coming in to buy her, six pack of whatever i've never been to this beer and cheese shop i've got no understanding of what he sells or anything else but um and then i've got um little old mary that comes in for her block of cheese once a week Mm -hmm. and then i've got and so he's got this real diverse Mm -hmm. range of people how does he then go okay i need to take this online and in order for me to do that i need to talk to this person about this beer and this person about this brand and this person about this Mm -hmm. cheese so I would say, you know, strip it back to that core, that core range or that core expertise that you have, because you want to be known for something. I always think about in terms of like how I use social media, you're scrolling through, you're kind of mindless. Like, obviously, this is me as a consumer, not as a business owner. <laughs> um, you're kind of mindless. You need people to be feeding you those easy links or those next steps. So we need people to be able to go, we're the expert in whatever it is, Belgian beer. We know, we know everything. We are the best at this because when you sell something to someone who understands that, they're going to have such a great experience. It's going to work so much better for your business. You're going to get word of mouth out. You need to speak, oh, Belgian beer, you need to speak to this person. That's how we understand brands because we've got that kind of association. You can't be known for everything. You might sell everything, but you need to be known for core things because then when people think about, oh, you know, if I think about Belgian beer, I'm always going to think of him. He sells other things, but it's building those connections in people's heads. So what's the problem you solve and what's your core thing that if someone came to you for that, you would give the best service, you know, possible that they're then going to go and tell everybody. Yeah. And that's a great way to kind of voice it, I guess, because, you know, you've just also picked up on words of mouth marketing, which regardless of whether you've ever worked in marketing or not you will probably have an understanding that word of mouth marketing is the top dog like if somebody if my mum or my best friend says to me you should go and buy this thing I'm probably going to take their recommendation Mm. so you know word of mouth is so critically important that you're right if you if you become you know known as the person about who knows about Belgian beer then I don't think I've got any listeners that sell beer, but I might be wrong. <laughs> I used to work for a drinks company, so I might I, I might be wrong. Who knows? If you work for a drinks company, then 
more intrigued. Um, so yeah, so if you become well known for that thing, then all of a sudden, you know, that your old employer, if you like, the the beer and the cheese guy, um, might post the fact that actually this week we've got an offer on cheese. Oh my God, I didn't know he sold mm-hmm. cheese. My mum mm-hmm. really likes cheese. I'm going to go and tag my mum in this thing. Exactly. All of a sudden it just opens up the wealth of connection i guess and that's what it's about and it's about building those mental connections in people's minds that you're known for this one thing they come to you for that you make a great impact you bring people around you because you've all got that thing in common and then you're able to showcase more and more things it's not about like diluting it you're still strong in that one thing but it's starting with one thing and i think it's really i'm not going to say easy but it's easier for some people because you go right well you know about that so just talk about that don't think about it in terms of marketing and your, you know, purpose and all this kind of stuff about content. You know about that thing, just go and talk about that thing. And that's a great place to start. That's so true. And otherwise known as potentially, you could probably technicalities call it niching. Yeah. I think it gets a bit overdone. Um, I understand it in terms of if you need to focus. Yeah. But if it's just going to upset you, then there's no... No point in worrying about it. You'll pivot it. out anyway. <laughs> hey, there's that word again. Amazing. Well, I'm really conscious of time. So I guess like that's probably a perfect place to wrap it up. If you take nothing else away from this episode, take away that it's just about focusing on one thing. Regardless of, obviously, this episode has been very, very much focused around local businesses. I really wanted to get Marky on to give her perspective about local businesses that are probably going through a bit of a tough time right now. And, you know, that's her focus. I can see that clear as day. That is why she got an invitation onto the podcast. So she is practicing what she preaches, which is great. (laughs) Um, And yeah, if you take nothing else away, just a bit about focusing on one thing. Thank you so much for your time, Marky. Thank you. For anybody that doesn't know who you are or doesn't follow you or anything like that, can you tell us where they can find you, where they can follow you, and if they want to work with you, how they can do that too? Uh, So I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook at Digital Reads. um, And you can contact me either on any of those platforms or marky at digitalreads.co.uk. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. It's been great fun. Right. Cool. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye.